Attention, this episode contains mature language, adult situations, unexpected expectations, celebration of womanhood, and brown leaves. Listener discretion is advised. To another episode of the Spark and Book Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up. I know it's been a while since I've done a book review, not a manga review, not a game review, not a movie review, but this is one that actually was asked for me by First Second Publishing. And this is actually a graphic novel, but it's a hardcover. I call it a book because this is actually an autobiographical book. But more importantly, that the reason why I'm doing this like this is for one simple reason. This book is being released on March 8th, 2017. That's an important day in the year, or, or in life in general, because March 8th is International Women's Day. Now, for those of you who are living under a rock or don't care, this is a global day celebrating the social, economic, cultural, and political achievement of women. This is also a call to action for accelerating gender pariety. Pretty much, this has been observed since the early 1900s, and it's a day to celebrate all of the things that women have gone through all of the struggles and all the strives they've gone through and it's where they're at at this point in life you know the how far they've come in this world we are and we're celebrating women who are famous like mary curie like oprah winfrey like aretha franklin harriet tubman uh margaret thatcher and people who are more important to us individually our mothers our sisters our daughters the woman we love, the people who are in our lives constantly who enrich us and make us better. And they've struggled for equality for most of the beginning of time. I mean, we could talk about all the different struggles that every single race had, but in the long run, men versus women, men treat women like shit. It's the truth. And as a guy, I'm going to say this is not a good thing. And this is a day to celebrate women and i know some feminists are me yelling at me or arguing saying, oh you shouldn't do that because you're a man i'm i am a man and i'm not gonna understand what you've gone through but i can sympathize and i can support you i can support the women in my lives or the women in this world you know by doing pretty much what i can and just showing how amazing you all are I know I'm probably going to get a lot of complaints and 
well, arguments about this, but I do, you know, the point is that this is a day that we shouldn't, we should remember, and that, you know, that we sh that, I know I'm babbling right now, but it's hard to describe how I feel right now, but this is about gender equality, not gender inequality, so let's focus on that, and let's move forward to become better people, a better world, and just make things better for all of us in order so that everyone is equal. All right, so with that in mind, remember you can check out any of my earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email me at spirekin at gmail.com, or actually I'm at xanzan at spirekin.com. Send me your comments, your quotes, your rages, everything on there. I'm also on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on all those level of social platforms that you can check out on the website itself. And so, with that in mind, I'm done babbling like a lunatic. Let's get to this in general, what we're actually here for. And that is the review of this book, which I went kicking and screaming into. Because First Second sent me this book, which was... Well, it was originally published by Galliard in 2015, but now we're getting an American release in 2017. It was written by Penelope Baguio. Who, she was born in Paris in 1982 to Baroque and Corsican parents. She's a best-selling graphic novel author, and she's done editorial illustrations forever. She's a blogger. She likes nature shows, and she's pretty cool in general. And I'm surprised her style hasn't come over to the U.S. It is a very unique style, I'm not going to lie. It is. It looks like it's done in pencil, which gives it a very unique aesthetic to it and it's very charactery. It looks like someone was doodling in their notebook and that's what came of it. And it looks really cool. It's developed. It is its own style and flair to it and everything fits. And this story this story is actually an autobiography. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, you know I'm not a fan of autobiographies. I've never been I don't like them. I don't think they're interesting. I find them to be rather boring. It's because you're talking about someone that already exists that we know about. It's not something new. I mean, it's like watching the Titanic. You know the Titanic is going to sink. Why do you need to know about how Jack and uh, Rose fell in love and then they drowned? And the only reason why I know that is because people talk about it. I've never actually watched all of Titanic. And... So this is a biography about a woman named Ellen Cohen. And it takes place between 1941 and 1965. And this is about her before she became famous because she's actually a very famous singer. This is before she became as big as she was. This is talking about her life as a child up to the point where she became the it girl of her time. Now... A lot of you don't know who Miss Cohen is. And that makes sense because most people don't know her as Miss Cohen. Most people know her as by her nom de plume, which is Mama Cass. Now, for those of you who still do not know who Mama Cass is, uh, Mama Cass was one of... Four members of a band called 
the Mamas and the Papas. They're a folk band that was super popular back in the 60s and 70s. Uh, their most popular song was a song called California Dreaming. I remember hearing about it all the time. If you watch old movies, you're going to hear this song. And it is very... Her band was very prolific. The song was very prolific. And Mama Cass was phenomenal, not just because she was a great singer, but because she didn't have the look of a singer. Because Mama Cass... She was a big, fat dynamo. She was large and in charge. And she embraced that part about her. And this is what this book talks about. And here's the thing. Like I said, I went into this book kicking and screaming. I thought I was going to read five pages and throw it away and say, oh, this is a take it to a priest, purify it, and burn it. In half an hour, I read the entire book. And then I ended up downloading music from all three of Mama Cass's bands and her solo career because I was intrigued by this woman who had gone through so much crazy shit. It is crazy shit because she was a girl who was the daughter of two Jewish uh, second-generation Americans who were of Russian descent and her parents owned a lunch wagon, like a portable deli. And they were kind of miserable because they were supposed to be musicians, but it didn't work out. Her father was going to be an opera singer, but he couldn't get through because he had ulcers. And his mom was going to marry someone rich, but she ended up marrying the father. And they ended up kind of living a house which isn't great. And they're just, they're living day by day. And the and the Coens ended up moving to Virginia, and at that point, Ellen became Cass, because she was, like I said, large and in charge. So all the popular girls made fun of her, she just shrugged it off. She would do the craziest shit possible. Like, it's early in life, like, you see her in her school doing stupid things, like her lab partner saying, uh, teacher, can I switch? Cash tried to kill herself again, or she's pretending that she poisoned herself. And then the popular girls see her uh, in a cheerleader outfit, singing her heart out and dancing around. And she is the person that you do not expect to be watching. She does not have the look of someone who could be famous, but when she is performing, when she is on, you can't help but look away. And more importantly than that, you do not want the act to stop. You want to keep going and keep moving forward. You want to keep going on forever. And you see her going from high school dynamo to high school dropout to someone who goes to New York City to get her career going and then her joining some of her different groups. Like first, she ends up joining this group called the Big Three which was her and um, a guy, John Brown, and this other guy, I think James Hendrickson. They begin the big three. And then she leaves them when they fall apart, and they become a new group called the Mugwumps. And then what happens is that she ends up becoming involved with this group called, well, it's called the New Journeymen. But no one liked it except for the main guy, who is... This guy who, I'm not going to lie, he was a prick. His name is John. He was just a complete douchebag. And he, and Mama, Cass says, Mama, ourselves the Mama. Oh, well, you know what, I'm going to be a Mama. 
And then the other girl says, I'm going to be a mama too. Where are the mamas? Where are the mamas? And then John and the other guy, Denny, are like, okay, the papas? So mamas and the papas? And then it became a big thing. But it talks about how they became popular, all the ups and downs, and all the other crazy shit that happened. Like, the fact that uh, John from the Moms and the Papas was a complete and utter scumbag. And what do I mean by scumbag? I mean, the fact is he was married with a kid who was like 12 years old. He ends up leaving his wife and his kid to marry a 17-year-old. And then he leaves her for someone who's younger. So he's kind of a fucking pedophile and a scumbag. But he was a douche. He didn't like Cass at all. He treats her like shit. Then you have the other guy, Denny, who... Denny, he's into the girl that John married, even though Cass is in love with him. And the girl that John married is best friends with Cass, and no matter what, they still are friends. It's a weird fucking situation, but it's intriguing, it's compelling, and you do want to know more. And the most interesting part about it is that it opens up with an interview uh, by a radio station and some news fans. And at the end, after everything has kind of gone to sh- or is going well but gone to shit at the same time, the last panels are of Mama Cass and Denny driving off after an argument with the other two. And Denny telling Mama Cass that he's in love with Michelle, who's married to John, that you hear the interview on the radio. You see it written out that the interview that, oh, Cass is the greatest person, she's not afraid of anything, her life must be amazing, she lives with her friends, they're all great. And it shows a very well-rounded portrayal of Mama Cass. Now, another reason why a lot of you have never heard of Mama Cass is very tragic because she died at 32 years old of age Uh, how her death happened there's a lot of questions i mean the joke is that she choked on a sandwich but that's not what happened um she had uh she was a fat she was a large woman and she had a heart failure in her sleep so it's not terrible it's not great i mean she's also a drug addict so it could have been something to do with drugs but like i said the most thing was that she didn't die eating a ham sandwich, if that's what you've heard, even though a lot of people make fun of that. Now, a lot of, like I said, this book, I already kind of spoiled the ending, because it doesn't go into her death. It goes in the beginning of when the moms and papas start getting, they start building steam, and now they're becoming popular. So the, the creation of the moms and papas, but this was all about before, and it covers a lot of things, which you won't expect. It covers her in high school, covers her in college, covers her in, uh, as she's from different bands. And the unique part is that each chapter is from a different point of view. It says, you know, chapter 7 by Alan, chapter 6 by Philip, chapter 5 by Shirley, and so on and so forth. It's all from a different perspective. People who would have known Mama Cass, but they're obviously, most of them weren't interviewed, but they're drawn in that way. There's even one chapter which I think is the most powerful, which is chapter 9, David. It's when they're on a bus, they get into an argument, and things look like they're going to be better, but then they find out about, well, one of the most tragic events in American history, the assassination of John F. Kennedy. You just see that it goes from arguing and fighting to just super just 
they don't even need to use word bubbles. It's just the images of them reacting, and it is so tragic and sad. And I think the most, the best scene in it is that in the end you see Cass crying on a seat, and it looks like someone just sketched it out. And then you see it zooms out, and it shows Cass crying, and then you see a drawing of JFK with a halo over his head, and then next to JFK is her father. It is very compelling. And it is sad and it is tragic. I mean, another favorite chapter of mine is chapter 5, because it is, or not chapter 7, because it's from the perspective of her father, but it's after he died. And it just shows how she handled the death. And it's saying, it talks about his life, and then it talks about how he died at 42 years old. And then he says, My Ellen, a star, an artist, a voice who could wring tears from your eyes, even in death, so gentle and so funny. And it shows Cast saying, Good, Dad finally got his big goddamn car. I'm talking about the hearse. And he talks about how his daughter is going to be a star. And it is. It's. It makes him want to cry. It really does. It is tragic and sad, but it is amazing. To, to read about this woman and her triumphs. I mean, there's a lot of shit that happens, but she does not give up. She tries. She works through the pain no matter what. And like I said, first second published this, and I highly... Well... I'm just going to get my rating now, and... It's a really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, um, you know, it. this is a good book just for in general. It's just an enriching book that I didn't expect to be so good. It really is good. And it's just, it's compelling and intriguing and... I mean, yeah, it's not a anime. It's not a action series. It's not a. It is, but it is a drama. It's a love story. It's all these things put together. And there's a lot of profanity, a lot of drug use, a lot of, well, sex, but not from cast. But it's, it just, it's an interesting read. And then the interesting part is at the end. Besides her writing about her bibliographical sources, the last thing that's in the book is actually a playlist of music that were casses that Penelope Baggio recommends you listen to. And they are some great ones. I mean, I saw her again last night, Do You Want to Dance, California Dreaming, Dream a Dream of Me, Dancing in the Street. And then Midnight Voyage. And even if you don't enjoy this, I'd recommend just reading it just to get a perspective on just a life that's not your own, a life that's more tragic, a life that's more, I want to say it's authentic. 
I mean, these characters are all they they the art style and the the story just breathes life into them. They're real people, but it, it makes you identify with them more, and you can just feel what they're going through. It is really good, and I highly recommend it. And for $24 for a hardcover, it's not bad at all. Um, if you go to any con with first second, they're probably going to be selling it, but I'd recommend ordering it online as a gift. And give it a chance. I highly do recommend it. So, with that in mind, I know I've been babbling like a lunatic for the last 16 minutes, so... Let's just finish this off by saying, check it out, enjoy it. I hope you have a great uh, International Women's Day. I wish I could be there to join it, but right now I am in Japan. I actually recorded this before I left, so hopefully I'm having a blast and doing some crazy things. Since it is the 8th, I believe I'm going to be checking out... Uh, no, actually, I'm going to be having some good dinner in Tokyo, and then I'm going to be checking out Akiba. So I'm probably buying a shitload of manga that I'm going to review when I get back. When I put it on that one, that only the wheel of manga. So I guess that's it. Um, I'm Gonsville. I'll catch you guys next time. Check out some of the new episodes. And we have some new stuff coming out really soon. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. you